Now, do y'all remember the ice storm that we had that shut down most of Lawrence County? It was terrible. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't do anything. It was awful. But what was really unique about that storm was we came through Warnett Ridge and there wasn't a light on in town. We went through Porsche's pitch black. Went to Black Rock and my house was the only one that had power. I was very envied for about two days and then it was over. Then I was without power. What does storms like that do to us? Does it put us in a panic? Does it put us in a worry? Or do we try to plan what we're going to do next? Are you experiencing storms in your life right now? Hold on, because you will. The Bible says so. It says that we're going to have troubles and we're going to have trials of every kind. So if you're not dealing with one right now, Hold on, it's coming, but I've got an answer. In Psalms 71, the psalmist cries out to God for help. His troubles were piling up, and he couldn't see God at work. Do y'all do that sometimes when you think life is, I mean, it's just coming in on you, drama at school or whatever's going on in your life, your kids are just out of control? Then you're thinking, Lord, where are you in all of these things that's going on? Your car's broke down. You have to leave it on the side of the road for a little while. And then you're thinking, Lord, I mean, I serve you. I do these things. Where are you? In Psalm 71, as I was reading this, there's only 24 verses. You can read it later, but we're not going to jump into all of them right now. There's six things that I found in this psalm that will help us out. The first one is ask. Do we ask God what he wants us to do in that situation? Or do we try to plan it and solve the problem ourselves? Do we ever ask him? Do we ever say, Lord, I need your help in this whole situation? In Psalms 71, and four, it says, deliver me, O God, from the hand of the wicked. And when I said ask, this is what I would like for you to do. It says, express your need to God and ask for him to intervene. Have you ever asked God to intervene in the situations in your life? Say, Lord, I need your help. I want you to take control of this. I can't do it on my own. Welcome to the, this is it. That's the only help we got. As smart as we are, we don't have the, all the answers, but he does. And that's what he's asking. That's what we should ask. Lord, will you intervene on my behalf? Number two, remember. I want you to reflect on the ways God has worked in your life and helped you in the past. In Psalm 71, 5 and 6, it says, For you have been my hope, O sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. So here in just right now, I want you to reflect on what God has done for you in the past. When he answered your prayer, he gave you strength to overcome whatever adversity you were fighting at that time. Has he ever left you by yourself? 
Has he ever forsaken you? Has he not ever given you what you've needed or asked for? No. He's always been there. So why can't we reflect on what he's done to give us hope? Number three, praise. Can I see everybody put your arms up like this? I know this is not common. But this is really cool. This is not like we do this at a basketball game and like my team is winning, yeah. No, you can do that, I guess. But really, have you ever thought about praising God for what he's done? You are healthy. You're here. If you know Christ, it's worth raising your hands for because you are eternally his. There's nothing can happen to that. You can't lose it. That's worth praising. That's worth even shouting a little bit. Maybe. No, okay. Maybe not. <laughs> Glorify God for who he is. It will foster trust in your great God. Psalm 71 and 8. It says, my mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. God is worth praising. He's worth giving our all to, our praise to, our worship to. Worship isn't always about, even though our band is probably the best band I've ever heard in my life, I think they're awesome. We are blessed here with such unbelievable talent. But here's something that's really cool. Worship isn't always through song or through an instrument. It's our life. It's how we reflect Christ in everything that we do. Our worship can be a lifestyle of what God does in us so other people can see it. There's worship. Y'all want to try to do that this week at school, at work? Number four. Appeal. Base your request for help on God's character and faithfulness. Has God's character ever changed? Has his faithfulness ever changed? So when we ask for help, is his response to our need going to change? When we ask for him to do something for us, to help us overcome some mountain, as it seems to us. Is his character changed? He loves you. He died for you. And he's willing to go, I mean, all the way to the cross for you. And his faithfulness from the beginning all the way to the end is going to be the same. He's never going to not be faithful. Number five, place. Put your hope and trust in God to work in your circumstances. Psalm 71 and 14, it says, but as for me, I will always have hope. When you have hope, there is really nothing that the devil can throw at you that you can't overcome because your hope is not in yourself. Just like when that ice storm hit, we were, ram we were scrambling, trying to find generators. We was trying to do everything so that we could have power because my house doesn't work. My heater will not blow without power. Our lives can't be what God wants it to be without hope, without Christ, and he is our hope. Life can be lived to the fullest 
if we put our hope and our trust in Jesus. Lastly, anticipate. Watch for God to work. Anticipate his deliverance. Psalm 71 and 21, it says, you will increase my honor and comfort me once again. Have you ever went to Jesus and said, Lord, I need you to do this for me, and then you didn't anticipate Christ really answering your prayer? You just kind of went through the motions of that? I anticipate God's going to do great things through these students. I anticipate that our church is going to grow. I anticipate there's going to be lost people be found through Christ. I'm anticipating on that. I'm anticipating on all the storms that life throws at us that God can overcome it. He can give us strength to do whatever he asks us to do. Regardless, whether he's called you to go to Africa, wherever, to go to the locker next to yours and ask that person if they know Jesus or at your workplace to share Jesus with whoever it is that we come in contact with. And I anticipate that he's going to do exactly what he says he will do. And like the psalmist, even in the midst of our trouble, we can stand firm on God and his truth. Do we? Do we really believe in that? Do we believe that God is true to his word? Because if we don't, and that's all just a bunch of words on the page, then we are already defeated. But I know through the relationship that I have with Christ that it's for real. And you can have the same feeling that there is nothing we can't overcome, regardless of what it is. Do you believe that? Do you believe that Christ can give us power, empower us, give us strength to overcome every adversity? We may not see him working, but we can take refuge in our rock and our fortress. Psalm 71 and 3. What storm rages around you today? What's going on in your life that Satan just keeps bringing it up to you? He keeps throwing it in your face. He keeps grinding on you. There's something going on in your life that you can ask God today to remove or give you strength to overcome or to love, to love that person that you don't think deserves it or to care for somebody that you more likely wouldn't care for, to go out of your comfort zone, so to speak, to be that person that Christ asked you to be. Are y'all willing to take that step to move forward? Let me ask you something really. This is the most important question you'll ever be asked in your life. Do you know Jesus? I mean, there's a difference between knowing him and knowing of him. Knowing him, you have a personal relationship with him. Knowing about him is like 
knowing about a famous athlete or hearing about somebody or reading some, about somebody in a book. The Bible is, is an interesting book to a lost person, but to us it's the word breathed from God. So you want the abundant life that Christ promised you? Do you want to be able to take everything that Satan throws at you and defeat it? Like the psalmist, even though adversity has come, God has given us strength to overcome that. First of all, I'm going to go through these. I'm not going to read them all to you, but I'm going to tell you what they are. I want us to ask. I want us to ask God. Before we think about anything else, I want to ask God to, to what to do. Number two, I want to remember what he has done for us throughout our life. Three, we want to give him praise for sure because of what he has done. He saved us. He gave us the abundant life. Four, to appeal, to base your request for help on God's character and faithfulness. Five, place your trust in God. And six, anticipate what he's going to do. As the band comes, here's what I want us to do. I'd like for you to stand, close your eyes. Think. Look at your life. Don't look at the person next to you. Don't look at the person behind you or even at the person in front of you. I want you to think about where you are right now in your life. Where do you stand with Christ? Where is your relationship with him? Do you know him personally? Is he your rock and fortress? Is he, go, is he your go-to when things go south? Here's what I want to do. As the band plays... The altar will be open. Whether you're dealing with drama at school, whether you don't know Christ, whether you, whatever the adversity is or the, the storm that has come into your life, I want us to come to the altar and leave it there and pray that God will remove it, calm the storm that's in our life and give us that hope so that we can praise him in everything we do.